Greetings and welcome to CritCast episode 20, Warhammer World Critical Strike. It's a special episode as I'm joined by four, well, three people, I guess, because it's me and three others, so it's four together. But I'm joined by Itan, Charles and Alex. So hello, guys. How are you? Hello. Hello. Good evening. So yeah, it's like, I, I don't think, when was the last time we all went down for a tournament? That was like years ago, right? Probably like 10 years ago or something. <laughs> Wasn't that long ago, but yeah. With Alex um, as well. Well, me and John were there with Alex previously. Yeah, but we but weren't there with us. you. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll probably have um, been a Warhammer World Throne of Skulls. It might have been when Alex took his Imperial Fists and faced Imperial Fists. No that way. Was that, was, that was ancient. I definitely took at least two other ridiculous lists since then. Wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, you took didn't, my didn't list. Didn't we go to a, a big 40k tournament where they allowed like a bunch of Forge World stuff, because I remember getting oh, slapped yes. yeah. about by just, oh, yeah, yeah, just just kills this unit. And it's like, oh, cool, no worries. Yeah, thanks. You took something to that. I think it was like Space Wolves, uh, David Space Wolves. Yeah, Dave Space Wolves. <laughs> oh, yes, he won Best yeah. Painted, and then he phoned up Warhammer World. He didn't want the trophy. Apparently, it's not fair. I, I thought <laughs> but, it was very fair. But... Yeah, it's been a while since we've all played together. So, like, because interestingly, yeah, Itam was supposed to be our third. Then he had a baby. I had a Alex baby, yeah. That, 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 that happened. <laughs> he was meant to be our third player for the team tournament, but John yes. didn't actually mention third for what. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, and Alex, just, just Alex graciously stepped in at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Saved us. One, oh, made, yeah. made sure he got second. We came second, yeah. We might not have done that with Itam. No, you would have come first. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, so we're talking about uh, our experience at the Warhammer World June Tournament Critical Strike. So it was two weeks after the UK Games Expo. So it was a 60-player event, but then it was 50 on the day. So it was a three-round tournament. And, yeah, today we're just going to talk about how like, each of our games went overall. Like Instead of going like an in-depth round-by-round, we'll just summarise our experience as a whole. But first we'll go over kill teams we selected so i'll let um you guys go first so feel free alex how did you select your kill team i selected my kill team by choosing the single kill team i know how to play (laughs) and asking john can i borrow your orc commando kill team but that being said if it was my own choice it is the kill team that i'd pick purely because i understand how it works and the versatility in that team specifically is exactly catered to my playstyle. Like it can do a little bit of everything quite well, and that's. Uh, that's what, just what like shooting things nice with a rocket boy. That's that, that's it's essentially so it. Good. <laughs> it's so everything melts when it gets hit with that rocket boy. He just kills one guy a turn, <laughs> and everything is great. Would to would be you fair, assess- that kill team does personify you, so it's a good fit. Although I, I didn't say- bring the squig. But does that, um, does, do you feel it's also a very good kill team for a new player? Oh, Seeing yeah. as you literally only played two games for that um, well, team tournament. That's it. It's, it's a very forgiving kill team. The fact that I have 10 wounds per model, mm. and that's a scratch, has saved me every single time I've made a silly mistake. <laughs> like, <laughs> put my base just out of terrain and not watched an angle when someone goes, okay, well, I'll shoot that, and it's like, oh, that's a scratch. Only take four damage. I won't be doing that again. <laughs> Thank you for that that 
you know, little heads up. Um, so as a kill team, yeah, I think that they're, they're exceedingly solid and what I'd recommend for, for a new player because it's not like their rules are complicated either. You know, the special yeah. rules you do have are re-rolls, essentially. Yeah, um, that's, that's so pretty it simple. Take a lot to, to study exactly that. Uh, plus, things like um, picking my attack ops, picking um, infiltration. I'm already geared towards completing those attack ops straight away. So yes, yeah, because you get so much um, APL modification and stuff. Yes, exactly that. Um, so yeah, I think all round they're just a very, very good very solid kill team um and it you know gives any new player the ability to make mistakes and still be able to win a game that's good and then charles what did what did you take uh well i've been uh, i've been taking veteran guard and i continue to take veteran guard because again like the like access with the commandos they're quite a solid team they have mostly good matchups but they do have a few bad matchups for them um, but I've been playing. I've other than Forge World, they're the team I've played the most. So I'm pretty confident in knowing what to do and how to use them right. Yeah, because you've been playing yeah. them for months now. After my recommendation for the team tournaments, and, and they've been doing you well. So there's no real reason to. Yeah, up. I mean they've they've done me well, except in a few few situations that we can go over a little bit later. And then, and then uh, Item, what did you take? Uh, I was told to take this. <laughs> Basically, in short, I haven't played since November at all. Uh, because baby, right? Um, now, in November, yeah. I took Necrons, and I was going to take Necrons again today. Um, I was advised strongly not to take Necrons, and I kind of agree for the reasons why. They're, they're basically just too slow. It's, is it? Um, yeah. If they're a bit faster, I reckon you can, you can do... Wonderful things. Oh, if, if they didn't have that movement restriction, yeah, they would probably I, be. If there were like five inch movement, they they could they could do it. I think if they ignored being injured. They'd if they be ignored great. being injured, yeah. they, they'd also be, be be pretty good. But they don't, so they suck. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I was considering for ages just because I like the models doing like a sisters of battle. Um, uh, kill team, right? Mm. Um, so basically, you've got two options: you take novitiates or you take regulus is a battle i think regulus is a battle are actually pretty good and they're one of the sleeper hits of the the compendium book um but novitiates being new they got all the support so it was like okay let's take novitiates let's see how we go and um yeah it went all right i basically had two games of novitiates on the day before and then i think i did pretty well oh yeah honest yeah, because it's like, uh, once again, the reason I recommended them to you, because partly they're a kill team that once you know their combos, you don't really need to roll dice because you can use Acts of Faith to mitigate all uh, your... Yes, yes and no. You're basically using all those Acts of Faith to keep yourself alive. <laughs> yes, yes. They're very good at legally breaking the game. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Only to shooting. Cause we'll find out later on. <laughs> yes, well, we did a practice game. Because yeah. I, instead of taking Pathfinder this time, mm. I finally decided to switch to, you know, the balanced Void Dancer troop. Yes, so uh, balanced. I was actually contemplating either taking Vet Guard or Novitiate, but I was like, uh, Charles, uh, Charles and I are taking them. I, might, I already have 19... No, I have 20... <laughs> Uh, Harlequins already because I needed to pay him for a battle report. Let's just do that. Uh, especially after UK Games Expo where I basically didn't do as well as I expected and 
more so because I re- realize like pathfinders are quite difficult to play when trying to catch up if they're behind, as well as they don't always score their tack ups. And especially for a Warhammer World tournament, you need to be maxing your tack ups. So I went with Void Dancer Troop. And I had, I've been playing them for in total eight days. So that was about four games of practice. Was it four games? Yeah, four. Uh, no, yeah, no, no, sorry, six played, games of practice. Six games. Yeah, we played two. Well, one on stream, one not on stream, and then you played two at one at Warhammer World. I know. I played two at Warhammer World. Played two. Uh, one on stream, one after, and then I played two at Bad Moon Cafe with someone from the London One Gaming Guild who helped me very much in elite matchup practicing. And then I played Itan on Saturday. Saturday. Wow. Oh, seven. seven. John played nearly as many <laughs> games with Harlequins as I've played of Kill Team Total. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah, that's a good, 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 good segue. Uh, but that's all our Kill Team. So to summarize, Charles Vetgard, Alex Commandos, Itan Novitiates, and me, Void Dancer Troop. So now we'll go into, well, how we all did. So I guess uh, well, we'll let's go bottom up. So Charles... You get to go first. How was your tournament experience at Critical Strike? Um, well, this is what the third or fourth one we've been to at Warhammer World. Um, so yes. it's it's it was a good again. It was a good experience at Warhammer World. We we know the guys. The terrain is very solid as they have. They they didn't manage to get a set of Morok for this event, but most likely they wanted five, but they could only do one. Oh, did they actually have one? I didn't see it. Yeah, well, you didn't get that high up, did you? No, no, it, it was it I, was I table did. three or four. No, it was table it must, three or five. That had it. It must have been table four because you were on table three at one point, and it wasn't there. Well, it must have been five um, because I was on yeah. three. John was on four. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I didn't. Really, I thought they hadn't actually managed to get it, but um, it would be nice to have more. But there was mitigating circumstances. Um, but yeah, the event overall was a good event. Um, I went two and one, so. Uh, I ended up being tenth overall. Um, I, I I say, unfortunately for my opponents, um, the both the first round and third round opponents um, were there for a bit more having fun and <laughs> hadn't played as much. Well, no, yeah. it's, it's um, my first round opponent took uh, Grey Knights because they're a very cognitive load low team because they've got one stat line pretty much. One gun line, one melee, pretty much one melee line. So there's not a huge amount you have to remember. So it's oh, very. Gosh, that was game. opposite for you that game because I remember yeah. like you were like, oh, I don't normally make that many five up saves, and I was like, oh dear. Yeah, and in that in that game, my guardsman, my guardsman did just basically bounce so many stormbolt rounds, it was ridiculous. <laughs> um, but it's it suffers from the elite, the well, I say the elite, the space marine kill team problem of six models and as they die you just lose all your options well that being um, said grey knights did come third overall they, 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 did they come third yes yes all oh, right oh but so, we'll, we'll reveal how later yeah, yeah. um <laughs> but yeah that was that was my first round my second round was against harlequins um <laughs> against somebody i've played before and it was a few critical dice rolls that could have swung the game um but it ended up being a loss um, and then again, my third round was against a relatively new Commandos player. And again, he made mistakes that most people make, including myself, when you start playing the game of not knowing how the lines of sight really work and things like that. Um, and again, it was a, it was a win for me, but mostly due to an experience 
on his part and again just really good dice rolls but that's that's kind of how mine went it was a, a good event overall um but yeah only only uh my personal preferences against harlequins clouding it <laughs> what, what was your lowest point of the tournament then charles what was um, the worst experience well not the worst was, you know what i mean well really it, was, it was just part. well i guess it was just really the harlequin game mostly due to the whole not not the game itself just the rules for harlequins um, yeah, because it's like they, uh, they invalidate. The- they can invalidate a lot of the game mechanics, such as movement and being able to be shot at. Um, they can nullify even vantage and things like that. And their their threat range is just so ludicrous that you're having to play around the board while they can just cross it in straight lines. Um, yeah, because and that is like- that, yeah. No, it, was, it wasn't your opponent. It was no, no. Opponent. I said it was the it was the Harlequin mechanics. The kill, the kill the, team itself. Yeah, <laughs> that was the, the low point of the game, rather than the game mm. itself. Yeah, um, it was going very like for both of us. Uh, our turns one and two were quite a a cagey affair against each other because we both know easily we could die. Yes, um, but the Harlequins could then from turn three they managed to get. They basically basically get all of the uh, the charges off they needed, and generally, if Harlequins charge guardsman, the guardsman's dead. Um, Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Although I do find it funny, like in the last three tournaments in a row, you have played marker every one of them. Yeah, but the Harlequin. I mean, it's what what happens when you end up playing people who have the same scorings as you. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's just like I was expecting you to run into one of us. But, uh, or, or I was banking on us running into each other at UK Games Expo. I just love how you completely dodge us, but our magnetic. Yeah, well, I mean, that's different from most of our 40k experiences, where yeah. most of the time when we were playing 40k, we would have one or two matchups against each other at some point. Yeah, we have a knack so, for meeting each other in Age of Sigma on 40k yeah. round two. Well, Charles, when we used to play Legend of the Five Rings, uh, yeah, every literally every we we could have been participating in a 120 man event. And we would still be drawn up against each other somehow. Yeah, yeah, it would always happen randomly. But um, I think it's on to uh, Alex next. I think. Yes. So, so Alex, how did your? How was your experience uh, of your second time at Warhammer World for Guilty? Oh, I had a great tournament. I thought it was fantastic, as it always is, because Warhammer World. Uh, a lot of the time, it's the atmosphere that's created by being there. Yes. Um, so, like the actual buzz for the tournament was great. I had a, a very good time. Um, round one, I went against Vetguard, which I've played quite a few times. Um, the player was a little bit unsure on Vetguard rules, so we got a couple of things wrong, but it only benefited him. Um, and I was still able to win, so it didn't it didn't make too much of a difference there. Um, it just shows that you know, commandos are tougher even when somebody's getting a free hit on every roll. Um, what, what, what did he say? Right, um... so one of his... Uh, is it a strategic ploy? Um, oh, yes, he was the... using his bayonet thing instead of retaining That's a it. hit in combat. He was retaining a hit at yeah. shooting. He read it as retaining a hit in combat. He, and... he thought that meant all combat. I will say the man was uh, a U- U.S air force engineer <laughs> so it might just be a, a translation issue um because 
combat <laughs> might mean something different there. Yeah, his, his bayonets he was throwing at you at range. <laughs> exactly that. Um, but all in all, I played a, a decent game. I maxed out my primary objectives. I scored um, four points off the Tac Ops. Nice. The only one I didn't manage was blow it up. And that was because if I had read my own rules, I would have got it. Um, I needed two APL to trigger to blow it up, but I needed to dash to get to it. So if I had just spent one CP on one of the stratagems that gave me a dash, I would have just been yeah. able to dash across and blow it up. Um, but that's just, you know, learning for the future. I know it's there now. Um, game two, I played against um, the New World of Corsairs. And that was an interesting one because it's the first time I ever got to play against Psychic Powers, which I think I disagree with slightly. <laughs> <laughs> but not so much for that game, though, isn't it? No, it's not going... so much for that game. Like, it wasn't... The Psychic Powers, all in all, didn't really do much. He had one that slowed me down. Freezing um, grasp. One that healed him and one that was a shooting attack. But he he got hit by the Rocket Boy turn three. <laughs> Um, and that was that was kind of the end of him. Um, that I will say before you go in, your, your Rocket Boy is the most murderous operative I've ever encountered <laughs> in the game. Like we're not joking. If Alex wants one of your guys dead with his Rocket Boy, his Rocket Boy will do it. Yeah, like the the sheer damage it puts out is ridiculous. I mean, it's it's probably my favorite operative. It's between <laughs> that and the Slasher because the Slasher is a great fun. But um, yeah, that was a pretty interesting game because they've got a mechanic that gives them a free dash. Yep, so during that question, yeah. That's it. To see their increased mobility, it made it a lot harder to know where they were going to be for the next turn. Um, so that was that was quite an interesting game. And the guy I played against was like very well-versed in the rules. So we ran through like a lot of different interactions. And it was... That was a, a good game. I managed to win that one exactly the same. Maxed out my uh, primary objectives. Only scored four on the tack ops um, because I let my grot die like a like a noob, <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't score my interloper. And then in my final game, I sat and watched John play kill team. Yes, round three, Alex gets matched against John uh, um, on table four. So was it? Table, 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 like no, it was table three. We were on table, table three. Oh, that means I was on table two then. Yeah, yeah. The nuts thing about that game was the fact of I had my almost perfect start in the fact of I had removed two Harlequins before I lost an Orc. Now, against any other kill team I've had, I'm already normally models up because the Orc team being 10 models, nine if you sort of exclude the Grot already puts me in a very strong position to dominate certain areas of the board. The problem I had was I couldn't keep the Harlequins in an area of the board because yep. they could just completely ignore the terrain. And I think it was the end of turn in point two, I realized I'd lost control of the center of the board, which is where I needed to be for the objectives. And everybody had been forced out left and right. So I was just, I was out of position. I'd I believe I played that game as best as I could. Oh yeah, you you did everything right. Like you did nothing wrong. You were pressuring me really well. Like what you we were playing on Nakman, so there was a central oil tower where you would for uh, you would sneak get your sniper boy who was yep. controlling one point, and then 
your rocket boy had moved down the lower right flank and was pressuring me there. But then the thing is, I can just fly. So, um, that's, yeah. That's yeah. The problem. Um, I could, ignoring I could mechanics. not stop against most other kill teams. You can look at it and evaluate and go, right, it's going to take them two moves to get around that building. So they're not going to be able to get in range of that objective. So I could leave one person on that objective because I don't need to worry about, you know, contesting with APL. But that was my second issue. The fact that one Harlequin on three APL can completely ignore a building from one side to the other, land on the objective and almost guarantee controlling it. It will take two two commandos to hold every point against Harlequins. So then it's more like it's almost 16 models that you've got to try and work with to contest objectives. And I don't have that many guys. Um, we well, did. I kind of shot them a lot and shot did. them. Come yeah. yeah. I mean, I was, I was pleased that the death Chester got roasted instantly. Um, yes. <laughs> Cause I, I really didn't want him to shoot me much at all. Um, all in all though, I had a wicked, a wicked day event. Like it was, it was very good. I was kind of disappointed. It wasn't more games. I thought three games was a little bit slim. It left too much at the end. Like, yeah. mm. it's quite hard to go into the, a day knowing you've got to play three perfect games and you might be knocked out of a position place because you didn't score maximum tack ops. That, that was quite hard to take the fact that they go off tack ops not primaries. Well, yeah, because uh, most tournaments are either, uh, it's either tack ops or your strength of schedule or like mar win yeah, total margin. Score, of the yeah. 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 Uh, no, it's actually a lot, a lot don't use the total score because some teams just always max out the primary. Uh, but it, yeah, I agree. It's like it, the free round thing was pretty rough, but I'll get that onto my part. But we know what your worst part was, Alex. Um, I didn't even need to say that. But what was your highlight? Like, what was your MVP? I think it's probably the Rocket Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Rocket Boy is definitely the MVP. In the game against the uh, Void Scarred, he, I, I managed to, to force him out into the center of the board because we were all fighting over this one objective. And he managed to get a rocket off that hit three different uh specialists at once so the the rocket hit the um it's not a farcier is it what's what's the it's like a waste seeker yeah they're 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 psycho hit the psycho and killed the psycho the splash damage then injured the two specialists either side one of them with i guess it was a melter gun um, oh the star storm duelist yeah that's it and the other one had two knives and a bunch of grenades Oh yeah, the Shade Runner. So I had injured both the, the Shade Runner and the Shooty Specialist and killed a model with nothing more than a rocket. How so many crits did you roll? What Did you roll like five crits? I'm guessing crits? two crits or... Um, so this is this is over two turns of the Rocket Boy shooting at this group. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, all right. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, I was like, he, did you roll five crits? No, he did have a lot of defense. Um, but in that turn that I did kill those i um i had daka 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 going yeah yeah so when when the crits just came pouring out in that turn everything was getting changed to a hit and that was yeah. just fantastic that, that that was a great moment for that game um 
But yeah, all in all, I had a great experience. I thought it was fantastic. I'm definitely going to play another event. That's great. Well, I guess that leads us on to ITAM. Now me, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I came sixth um, overall. Uh, and like I said, I took ton of vitiates and it's, I, I really enjoyed the event. Um, it was, it was something, something a bit wild for me because if you consider my last event is all Octarius only, um, compendium, <laughs> yeah. and then we suddenly <laughs> go into the mess that is, uh, modern day, six month later kill team. Uh, it's, it's, it, it was a bit wild. Um, a lot of new mechanics, a lot of things that you couldn't do before, a lot of ways to break, um, Break break the game, which I, I kind of take issue at. Um, but anyway, it, it was it was it was good fun. I enjoy I always going up, uh, enjoy going up to Warhammer World. Um, and yeah, I, I, I agree. I do think it could have been a little bit longer, but I guess that's just because they ran it on a Sunday and they like to close early on Sundays. But anyway, um, so yeah, my um, my game one was against Wormblade. Um, Wormblade, we were I was playing on uh, Killzone Knackman, so we had like the smokestacks going on, which. Basically used to my my, my favor. Um, the the um, objectives were set up so that one of the objectives happens to be right next to a smokestack and within its um, <laughs> within its smoke aura. Um, oh. So I went for stuff like um, what, what did I go into? Uh, yeah, reconsecrate ground and seize ground for my tactical objectives. So I was like, yep, that's the objective I'm going to fight over, and this is what I'm going to do. So essentially, it's everyone go for the objective that's hidden by smoke um use every single trick that um uh, novitiates have in terms of like faith points and all of their defensive shooting defensive stuff just to kind of keep me alive um and really try and fight around um objectives that i know i can take and that's what novitiates are super good at is going onto an objective, fighting at the objective, doing massive amounts of damage while you're there. Uh, generally, if they get caught out anywhere else, they're pretty much dead. Um, like I said, I was playing against Wormblade. Um, basically, it was my sniper and their sniper popping a guy a turn, essentially, is the way it went to. We both managed to get onto vantage points and just, just kind of kind of shooting away. We couldn't shoot at each other. Um, I had a flamer that kind of sat on my upper objective. Uh, he killed five guys over two turns, which was pretty good. Um, liberal use of Defenders of the Faith to get her to shoot um, for free uh as the as as the it's not called the shooting phase but whatever the phase phase. that's it the firefight phase yeah it's a liberal use of defenders of the faith there um so yeah she managed to kill five guys which was really good i got a really good double charge off with my um uh, is it yeah the penitent the penitent's one with the the eviscerated the big old chainsword uh she managed to get a big old double charge off onto a couple of specialists. Uh, we slingshotted her around the place with the whips. Um, and it was good. It, 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 it was good fun. I really enjoyed Did it. You managed um, to get a double whip off. So whipped I, her one turn and then whipped her again for plus four inches of movement. Oh, right? no. I, I didn't need it, actually. No. Just the, the two inches of movement was enough. Um, I kind of had her just sitting there. So essentially her threat range was like half the board <laughs> almost. Yeah. So as soon as I could get into range of any two guys, it was like, okay, let's go. So you charge in, uh, you use her one um, one APL ability to fight and then fight again. And she basically chops up anyone, anyone she touches. Um, my opponent's locus was literally just like popping from sister to sister and murdering them uh, until I managed to catch her 
uh, catch it rather uh, out in the open. Uh, my sniper actually had to leap off of its vantage point, um, <laughs> literally on top of the thing, uh, to fire the stake thrower, um, stake thrower at it, which was which was kind of fun. Um, and yeah, that's it. By by the end of the by the end of the game, all he had left was his sniper, and I had like three or four sisters left so i managed to just mop up all of the um all the objectives and mop up all my secondaries i actually scored maximum um in that so that was uh that was pretty good um in the second game i was playing against hive fleet um my opponent took gene stealers and warriors um now i played i'd actually like Oddly enough, I actually played against a bunch of High Fleet back way way back when because John used to play High Fleet, and we yeah. ran through we ran through a bunch of games um, like ages ago. So I actually knew what they could do. Um, oh and yeah, because like, yeah. there was a weird thing where he was trying to say like, "Oh no, I can't lurk," and he was like, "No, I know it is." Well, yeah. Basically, I said, "Okay, what's the maximum threat range of your gene stealers?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, I can I can move and I can charge." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, but they they can go further." <laughs> and he's like, "Well." Can they? I'm like, yeah, they, they have a thing to go further. I know what it is. Just tell me what it is. So, um, yeah, eventually, I we we I remembered that they could do. They they've got um yeah. Uh, ploy. Yeah, that oh, allows stalk. Them, Sorry, stalk. Yeah, so yeah, if, that if allows them to get an extra move. And yeah. essentially, once you know that, it's fairly straightforward to kind of be outside of the threat range of gene sealers because you know exactly how fast um they can go. Um, a note on placing your barricades when you're playing against Gene Steelers: uh, don't bother. Just keep, keep keep them at the back. If you're giving yeah. them terrain, the terrain is bad. That's <laughs> the same as uh, against Harlequins. Uh, yes. In my game, I just deploy them in my two corners of my board. Yeah, just like at the back somewhere. There's no reason to give your opponent more terrain to hide behind. Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of just tried to hold the objectives on my side of the board, um, throwing sacrificial sisters in the way of gene stealers and in the way of warriors and stuff, just to buy me some time so that I could get my flamers in place. And essentially, once once the flamers are there and the flamers can shoot, they will murder anything they uh anything they look at um the the duelist did pretty well i was like super impressed by by the duelist actually um i gave her uh icon of faith i think it is the one that um, allows you to um make a faith um faith action a faith point yeah yeah so it's essentially like okay duelist charge okay good let's roll whatever 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 my dice are. i think i rolled like a crit and a bunch of hits okay let's go icon of faith for two crits okay this is great so i use my crit to parry and do four damage okay now you hit me fine i use my crit to parry again and do four damage this is it's it's actually pretty cool like i, I the, the the duelist has really grown on me so uh hopefully at some point in the future i'll get to get to use a bit more of that um but yeah so by the end of it um i managed to simply because i kind of outnumber him from the beginning and i have such huge uh, damage potential fighting in and around objectives. Uh, by the end of it, he only had the one warrior left, and I managed to capture all of his, um, not all of them, uh, two of his three uh, back row objectives. Uh, we were playing Seize Ground for the second um, for the second mission. Um, oh yeah, I forgot to mention it was on Kalnath, so everything was heavy, which is just a mm. pain. <laughs> I don't think I, I, I don't think Kalnath was the best thought out idea that Games Workshop had. Um, when they were doing Kill Team, to be honest. I think Kill Team needs to be played with like a mixture of terrains, like low scatter terrain that's like light cover, uh, some heavy cover, you know, just just a mix of stuff so that different Kill Teams can do 
basically everything. Um, and Kalnaf is all heavy, so yeah, this is not 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 my favorite. Um, but anyway, yeah, I managed to I managed to win that. Um, I got five out of my six um, tack ops. Uh, I managed to win it actually on the very last turn. Uh, my opponent thought that he was going to win going into the last turn, and um, yeah, I managed I managed to pip it. I managed to get two more. Um, two more points than him, and everything everything kind of worked out. So that was um that was super cool. I I, I like that. Um, so yeah, my third game was against um the Harlequins. Woo, yay! Uh, Everyone loves Harlequins. Yeah, Don't we, keep we all, running into them. We all love Harlequins. Yeah, they, they keep turning up. It's it's funny considering there are only like what three Harlequin players at the event or four. Yeah, or there were only three for some reason. Last one had four. Yeah, yeah, there were only yeah, three. And, there was and only they were on. They were on tables one, two, and three, surprisingly. Yeah. That, How weird. We all dodged each other. It was <laughs> exactly. strange. Um, and that was the only novitiate player, which I found super strange. Yeah, mm. that was odd, by the way. Like, yeah. Just by playing, like I was getting better at playing novitiates throughout the day, obviously, because you know what, you play more games, you get better. But just by playing them, I was like, these guys are super strong. Why is no one else taking them? Like, what, what's going I, on here? I believe it's because Harlequins exist. <laughs> yeah, Harlequins are there and they're better. Um, but anyway, game three, I played uh, Harlequins. Against Harlequins. Uh, we were playing on, uh, whatever, what was it? Vertigus. Vertigus is what we were playing on. Um, so there was that good mix um, of cover that you generally want. Uh, basically, from playing John, I knew I'm never going to be able to shoot them because of Domino Field. And if they touch me with Harlequin's Kisses, I die. Um, so I kind of had to play around that, which generally means kind of keeping out of their way and keeping way back uh, so they can't just get that like, oh, I'm going to uh, do a, a charge fight. I'm going to kill you and then shoot to kill yeah. another guy. Like you, you you, have to play around that and try and keep, um, keep out of the way. Um, my opponent took the Shadow Seer and the Death Jester as his specialists. Yep. Um, Shadow Seer is always good. Death Jester, I think, was a mistake uh, because if never shoot you're, anyone. You, well, yeah, if if you're the if you're playing the Vicious, you can use Blinding Aura, and the Death Jester won't be able to shoot anybody, and it's it's kind of a wasted operative. Um, well, we'll say it can't shoot anybody because usually you only have one operative uh, that they can shoot from advantage, yes, exactly. and then they'll go shoot, and then you go blind. You're Nora. Bl you're oh. blind. <laughs> yeah. So we found out because the problem is so the reason I was playing as you don't get to refund your APL. Oh no, no, I, no! We 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 played it as if he didn't shoot. Ah, uh, yeah, no, yeah, because there was some confusion because basically, uh, my opponent I played in a previous tournament said the opposite. So but <laughs> they, they played it right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we played it as if he didn't shoot, so it wouldn't pop Domino Field. It wouldn't yep. do all sorts of things. Um, but anyway, that that's kind of how we played it. Um, in the first, the first two turns was kind of okay. Um, I was basically using Blinding Aura three times a turn because I had to <laughs> to stop myself from dying. Um, and uh, there was like limited. Um, limited charging going on so i was like i was kind of keeping alive it was all almost fine i couldn't really shoot him at all because of domino field i need to get like within two inches to be able to turn it off um and that's way too close to a harlequin to be able to even think about living um but then going into turn three it kind of turned around a little bit for the harlequin player um so by turn three they've generally set up most of their charges 
because there's only so much board that you can run um, in, uh, in in kill team. It's, it's not that big. Um, so yeah, in turn three, some of the charges started to hit home, and I just started losing um, lo- losing guys. Uh, going into the last turn, I was only about two victory points ahead, um, but I'd managed to kill like a decent amount of Harlequins by that time because it, it's generally like, okay, well, you charge me, you kill your guy, I can blinding aura the shot. And I'll live, and then I can shoot you back. And that that was basically the only way I was I was taking down Harlequins um, through the um, through the Domino fields. Um, so yeah, so going into the last turn, he managed to score like a ton of his secondaries. Uh, I don't know. There, there's I I think he must have scored like three or four points just in the last turn. Um, so. Going into the last turn, I thought, okay, there's there's no way I'm going to be able to actually win this because I don't have enough sisters to be able to win it, and um, I don't have enough of a comfortable lead. If I had like one or two more points, then yeah, maybe I would have been able to play for the win. So instead, I played for the draw, trying to keep my sisters alive and kind of just like backing away from any fights because uh, I still had. Um, what was it? Uh, the, the 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 tactical objective where you pick a pick a piece of terrain and you want to you want to seize ground. ground. That's it. Seize ground. Yeah. So I still had seize ground um, to score. So it was basically everyone kind of backing off, getting around the container <laughs> that we were going to seize, uh, getting two points from that, um, and that was that was basically it. So I, I managed to get the secondary VPs. I, I scored five um secondaries in that which was i think really good um and yeah overall it was a 14 14 point draw um between me and the um me me and me and the harlequin player um so yeah we kind of we kind of kicked each other out there um whoever would have won that if either of us had one to to win that one of us would have had to have one more point um and if any of us had one more point we would have gone on to win the event which was uh, no 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 so why calculate so if you had won I would, would have, have had won. 17 points. Yep. If he had won, he would have come third. Ah, okay. There we go. So yeah, if I, if I won that, I would have had 17 points. I would have been able to win the event. But you know what? Con- considering I basically played two games of Novitiates just before the event, and that was basically it, uh, I think I did pretty well. Like, I, I don't consider myself an amazing player. Um, so I think there's something to say about that. And I think there's something to say about the Harlequins as well, that John is no doubt going to get into that. If anyone can just pick up a kill team, uh, and do super well in an event with relatively few games, uh, there's probably an issue with the kill team. I mean, like Charles has been playing vet guard forever. I I don't want to say forever, but you, you know what I mean? Charles has been playing vet guard for a long time and he does pretty well with them. But, on the flip side, if I could pick up Novitiates and not play them at all, and in fact not play the game for about seven, eight months, then I think Novitiates are slightly too strong. But I'm, I'm sure John's going to give us a, give us a chance to talk about that uh, a, a, a bit later. Maybe. Uh, but what was your? So, <laughs> like, I guess your your worst experience was the Harlequins. Um, well, yeah, it's it's God, it, it's not that like the game was super interesting, like from a tactical standpoint trying to play around all of the stuff that they can do 
It's a lot. very interesting. It's just they do too much stuff and you can't play around all of it. <laughs> um, but what was your highlight or MVP? Like your uh, oh, my MVP up- was the Flamer against the um, the, the, the Blooming Wormblade uh, <laughs> that killed like five guys <laughs> over like two rounds of shooting. Uh, that, that was super good. I actually really enjoyed the Wormblade game. Uh, I think they're a really well-designed kill team. Um, they've got a lot of strengths going for them. They've got a lot of weird tricks that they can do. Uh, they've got a lot of like weird things that their specialists can do. Uh, but on the flip side, they're basically made of paper. So if those if those tricks don't work or you manage to play around them, then they can be beat. And I think that's kind of what I enjoy about Wormblade is that they have strengths, but they also have recognizable weaknesses. And I think kill teams kind of need both. It's like, even the Novitiates, they're, they're super strong. Um, they can't die to shooting. But if you get them in combat, they die. They, they, they just fall over. They're seven wound nothings. Oh, uh, yes. And that's kind of how you beat them. But I don't know, people people don't seem to play against them that way for some reason. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, that leads into me. So... Uh... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, as I said, I switched off Pathfinders. Uh, I'd only been playing Void Dance Retreat for eight days. So round one, it was on Vertigus. We were playing, I think it was um, Master... Not, it was um, Disengaged... Awakened Data Spirits, yeah. Yes. So I was actually playing a guy called Miguel, and I was like, he's using Ve- he's using a, a, Ve- a Compendium Guard. That must be an error. He's, he's surely using Vet Guard. Uh, and he turned up with Compendium Scions, just pure Scions. Now, I know people may go, oh, it's just science, auto win. But the thing is, uh, there's a good sign player in London, and it's not a team to be underestimated. And I did mess up a bit. So I was I won the roll off to be attacker defender. I should have picked the side I gave him, and then I messed up my tack ops a bit. But it was a super close game. Uh what I was doing was feeding guys to get tragedy and then living off tragedy and prismatic blur. Because once you've unlocked tragedy for your say death, you get to retain a dice if you're not as if you're not in cover if you're in the open. And then prismatic blur, you get to re-roll a defense dice as long as you've moved. So I was basically like, oh, you shot me. I retain a four up, roll two saves, rolled a save, re-roll that miss one save. So I just run in and not dying. Uh, and then I misplayed the mission a bit because I, I was the first time using faction tack up free. And the problem I had that I'd identified when playing with uh, Void Dancer Troop is I have a habit of picking recon because they do recon really well. But I keep picking overrun. So you need to be in all four table quarters. But when I'm playing against the kill team, I know I'm going to wipe out. I should have taken Seek and Destroy or even Infiltration. And I was telling Charles this and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, if you draw between uh, overrun and like, um, retrieval, you go with retrieval because that's the easier thing for you to do. I did that and I was like, okay, John, pick retrieval. And I was like, overrun, yeah. And then uh, I picked faction tack up three where, where you have to do all your performances. And if you do them before turning point four, you get two points. And I was like, turning point three, I was like, I've got a Harlequin behind the building in the top left and I've got a suicidal Harlequin on the point. He's going to move and dash his flamer to kill me. Then I can charge, strike, fall back and get my uh, max tack up points. And then I was like, Cool, that's what I need to do. All right, I'm going to move and dash the the guy behind the wall and shoot. And then I was like, oh, I've I've stopped myself uh, maxing that attack up for two points. Uh, but it was yeah, a super that, close that game. That is a difficult one to kind of... Because it requires you to do so many different things. The biggest issue was the fallback one. Um, but it, it was my first time 
doing it. And then it was really tight. I'd only won by two points just as I was like throwing guys onto the point because I'd boxed him into this, his drop zone. So I was stopping them getting his tack ops. So I managed to get one point in overrun and one point on faction tack up three. Always max out faction tack up one because you need six performance points. And I usually end on like nine or 10, sometimes 12. Uh, but it was a really cool guy. Then I found out he was actually one of the Spanish players. So he was one of Ace's team, uh, and he's been playing a lot with with the Spanish man. He was a really good player, really fun. He had weird dice, but uh, we I appreciated his weird dice. We we swapped dice, uh, and it was really fun, really tough. And the thing is, after that, I was like, I'd won ten twelve or ten eight, and I was like, uh, I only scored four of my tack ops. That's probably stopped me winning the event because fifty players, seven or six undefeated. Talking to the guys, like, how did you all do? It's like, oh, easy round one, John. We like got max points. All of them got max points except me. Yeah. I was like, I'm probably out of this. Uh, so I was like, <laughs> you know what? At least I've learned what I've done wrong. Now I can just keep refining. Because even though he was a tough opponent, he'd help refine my play. So then round two, I was like, okay, if I have any chance of this, we were playing uh, Seas Ground on Octarius. And I was like, okay, if I want a chance, I need to max this out. And I was like, oh, I'm playing Space Marines. Probably Phobos. Then I got to the table, he's like, no, couldn't get my Phobos paint in time, so I'm just playing Intercessors. And I was like, oh. And he was like, uh, I play Harlequins a lot, so I know how this is going to go. Literally handed a win. Well, no, no, he, so he did. He So what he expected, he expected from all his previous uh, experience with Harlequins for them to rush in, and then he was going to punish me like, uh, I would overcommit my leader, blah, 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 blah. So what I did is I cautiously moved up turning point one. So I, was, I had three Harlequins, basically, two and three Harlequins on each of my objectives. But there were walls in the middle. And then uh, I managed, I baited out my Death Jester, because I went tragedy again, uh, knocked uh, one of his intercessors down to two wounds, took two bottle drills, only took four damage and got two save death points. I was like, this is amazing. And then I was like, okay, if I want to max Seize Ground, Seize Ground is a really mis- tough mission to max out. You effectively have to start scoring four points from turning point two. So turning point mm. two, I won priority because I let him go first. And I was like... Uh, charged, killed his pistolier in the middle point and then shot his leader down to two wounds and he activated his leader who fluffed everything because he was injured and effectively the end of turning point two only had two marines left. What one neat thing I did is because I gave my uh, pistol like lethal five up, dashed across the wall shot his grenade, uh, grenade launcher, reduced it down to five wounds but gave it stun, moved back so he couldn't contest and then he was dead by turning point three because he'd picked uh, Seek and Destroy, and I was like, cool. I've picked Retrieval this time. I've picked Faction Tack Up 1, and I've done Faction Tack Up 3, because I moved and f- I charged and then immediately fell back. And I maxed out. And he was like... Um, he-, he was really good to support about it, because he, like, he actually watches a lot of the YouTuber stuff, and he was like... He said, yeah, it was like... Even though he got wiped out, he said what he enjoyed most, he like, really found the game fun, because he actually hadn't played against someone who showed how like surgically you can shut someone down with Void Dancer Troop because I basically abused the fly and the free APL to like charge block stuff and go like, yeah, you can fight me in combat, but that's a losing battle for you. Uh, but yeah, really cool. And then round three, paired against Alex because uh, Alex was doing really well. And like the thing is, it was the toughest thing when you play your friend because you don't want to go like, oh yeah, we'll just draw. I was like, we were like, no, we're, we're both going to, go for bloods but we were like being really still like how do you describe it being super sporting because it's not like um you go like oh i'm not gonna like gotcha all the time 
Uh, and the thing is, Alex did really good stuff at baiting me out. Like he made me, my, like we were playing, uh, what was it? Gambit. So the thing with Gambit is you pick two objectives, one each, you get a CP and a victory point. So I was like, cool. You know, I don't usually have to think about how much I spend with my stratagems, but I could just go crazy on like, go like I could just spend everything. And that's what I effectively did. But I went on tragedy at the end of turning point one, I'd killed no commandos, but I'd reduced four to injured status. Like what I did is I charged, uh, he put his DAC, uh, his breacher boy with the dynamite on the bottom point. So I immediately charged it, claimed the point, and then I should have died, but thanks to Segarak's jest, I hit his commando for four damage. Then he was like, cool, I'm going to hit you. And I was like, you need to roll a dice. Because Segarak's jest, if you, you have to roll a dice every, every time you strike. If it's equal to or less than your weapon skill, strike turns into a parry. And then he rolled two hits, and he rolled a, a three. So his strike turned into a parry, and then I hit him again. And then he hit me for five. And then I was like, I hit you again. He's like, just a scratch. Um, I'm sure that's quite annoying, Alex. Um, yeah, he did, he didn't yeah, like yeah. It. It's, it's incredibly annoying. But Yes. Uh, and then the thing is, I managed to get two on the primary. And then I did sacrifice my death jester, but he wounded a normal boy and the slasher boy. So they were injured. So I that was really good for me because, you know, when he wounds someone, he injures someone. He did die from the rocket, but then he gave me two state death points. So I macked out my Sadef by turning point two, but I just stayed on tragedy to return, always popping prismatic blur. And then like Alex was pinning me in really well, but the problem he had was just because I kept doing the occasional Segaretch's jest, he would charge me and then like his first attack would turn into a parry and mess up his attacks. And like turn two, I killed the Grot immediately and Neuro pistoled his boys, got a grenade off and was just abusing fly. Like it yeah. was still really tough. And I was like turning point three, I had to make some suicidal moves just to max out faction tack up free. And then unfortunately I won priority. Uh, what the key thing that swung it was I sent my melted pistol into the middle who moved up, melted someone, uh, melted his leader down to two wounds. His burner boy moved, rolled five hits. And then I rolled three saves because of um, tragedy and rerolls. And then I overwatched his guy to death. Then I won priority and like, uh, for turning point three, melted his burner, charged up to the top and cut down his sniper. So I shut down t- three threats effectively in a row oh, across two activations. And yeah, after that, because Alex had done really cool things of putting the his two, like his sniper boy and rocket boy in two opposing places. So I actually couldn't get to them because of uh, how Knackman was set up. But yeah, I was able to roll over partly because I knew how to play into it. And also I got saved by jammy jammy stuff that shouldn't have worked like just segretch's jest you can't really predict well uh, there was there was at least three opportunities that yes. there was somebody quite important standing in the open and without the super conceal yes i would have killed it oh yeah because i was uh, so the thing i was using every turn is a domino field so if you're more than red so six inches away they can't they they count as treating as they're having a conceal order and can't be ignored unless you're within red but what I do is like I also just go on conceal. So I was doing stuff like putting operatives just behind light cover, effectively in the open for a vantage point. And then Alex was going, "I can't shoot any of these, can I?" I was like, "Nope," because I popped Domino Field, and it's like, but they're in the open effectively. I was like, "Yeah, it's stupid, yeah, isn't it?" It was it was hard hard to get through. Well, yeah, because the thing is, you got like so I have to be within six inches. And I was like, "Yes, 
but you've gone on conceal. So I was like, yes. So I can't, even if I get within six, it's nothing on a cyber grenade. Well, that's like, yes. You now have to be within two, two inches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So effectively, he was just running around while he was waiting to get shots with his sniper and Daka boy. Um, and I'm like, yeah, Alex was doing really great stuff, but like Segrach's jest was just jamming it out for me and tragedy, like stuff I should have died. But because I was in the open, I got to retain a dice. So I managed to win that one. I think I got eight on the primary and then maxed out my tack ops. And then um, we looked at what happened as table one, and it turned out like the two top players for round three were playing each other, and it was almost a draw, but then they'd only scored four tack ops each, and one of them won by one point. And I was like, oh, how did... Waiting for Itan to finish, and we are like, oh, <laughs> it doesn't look good. And then I was like, oh, it was a draw. And I was like, oh. Uh, and they'd kept scores hidden. Uh, so Grey Knights came third, partly because yep. of Itan drawing. Um, I came second... And then uh, a guy called Ryan, he came first with Pathfinders, but we were actually on the same amount of tackle points. He had just had three more primary overall. Uh, so he won. And yeah, I somehow came second. And I ended up being the best performing Void Dancer Troop player as well. Um, You're welcome, John. Thank just you. Thank say. you very much, Aitan. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to thank my janky rules. And, uh, it very much drawing. could have been Harlequin's first, second, third. Quite oh, it easily. could have been. Gosh. Yeah, we, we, were, we were kind of hoping for Harlequin's first, second, and third, because that would have just... It would have proved how we're balanced they are. Yeah, but you see, you see, it didn't happen. Harlequin's only came third, a second, uh, eighth, and then like tenth. <laughs> no, uh, I was no tenth, second, ninth, ninth, and tenth, or something like that. So they're fine, guys. They're fine. They're, um, my worst game was probably uh, game one against myself because I made a lot of errors. Uh, and my favorite game uh, was round three. MVP, probably the Shadow Seer. Uh, I would say, no, it was the Death Jester. Died almost every game, but everyone shot him and gave me two Sadef points. And he usually did so much damage in return that it was a worthy trade for me. Um, or he survived stuff that he shouldn't because he had nine wounds. Uh, and his torrent shot is silly and hilarious. So um, that was that was my MVP. Overall, they're a fine kill team. And everyone who said they don't need any changes, it's completely right. They're absolutely fine. And that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there is some silly stuff. Um, they don't need the extra uh, CP. Like Yeah, so from their say death, when they complete it, they don't really need to be generating two CP every round. Um. Fly. They don't need an extra incredibly... CP on completing it as well. They yeah. really don't need that. Um, they also need to change domino effect. Um, domino field. Domino I mean, field dom- two. I think domino two. field's fine. I think what's the problem is um, you cannot perform jest. shooting attacks. Hmm? Wow. So it should ban you from shoot, uh, performing shooting attacks because the so ability I think the, to what shoot they should and change kill the domino one field is if you perform a charge, charge action, it should break your domino field as yes. well. Yes, yes, I agree. If any any form of attack. Well, I think yeah. I, personally, I, I I don't mind strong abilities, right? Uh, but you got to pay for them. And yeah, I think I think CP. what you said about all the additional command points that they generate, and that's the actual problem. Because if every turn you're generating enough command points to use Domino Field every single turn, you basically have a kill team that can't be shot. Oh no, yeah, because uh, I was it's, getting two two uh, command points a turn and yeah. plus one for completing my Seder. So basically, every turn was domino so and pretty much player. from turn two generally as well. Exactly. Now, if if it if there was if you didn't 
generate all those command points and it was an actual choice okay i need to use domino field or i need to do something else then yeah maybe there's an argument to be had there but the fact is you can just do everything anything anytime yeah, you, you want. can just always domino field yeah. they should also not have balanced on every weapon it's only on their swords um, yes Oh I yeah, it's only it's, one reroll every time they fight. It's nothing serious. That costs fine. everybody else in the game a command point. <laughs> well, the interesting thing, I added I kisses. Uh, so kisses are free damage, seven on a crit. And that's and your also five ridiculous. Dice, so you have a six, basically a 58% chance to roll a crit, but then you can switch to epic to auto-guaranteed crits. I never needed it. Uh, unless, you, unless you roll five misses. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You so yeah, you have, have weird situations where you're like, I'm screwed if I don't roll a hit. The funniest thing, though, against uh, Alex, my uh, neuro pistol had taken four damage, and I charged into his grot, and I was like, <laughs> I didn't roll any crits, and I was like, if his grot rolled a crit on three dice, my guy's dead. Like, there's no way it, around it. The grot's like one five, isn't it? Or something yeah, stupid. So I rolled four damage, yes. and then Alex was like, I rolled, and he was like, I rolled a five and two miss and two misses. I was like, oh. Oh, are you going to CP that? Nah, what's the point? And I was like, yes, there is no point. Don't CP it. Um, but it, it, if Alex had rolled a crit, that probably would have killed me, and mentally and spiritually as well. So uh, I've been broken. Well, yes. yeah, at, at that point, that would have lost the centre Harlequin. I still could have hookshotted and interloped out after capturing that point. Yeah, that would have uh, been that a might massive have actually win. given you a win instead. Yeah. Yes, it, it would have won the game for Alex. So there was some risk, but the, the problem I have is, yeah, like I fly. I love it because I have three operatives, all APL free. I have enough APL to do all my tack ops. I have fly. Uh, my turning point one is really quick because I just go, I might do a mission action, but generally I'm moving and dashing up while concealed or like engaged. Domino field, so I don't have to worry about being shot. Uh, and then turning point two onwards is just murder time. Yeah, so, sounds, yeah. uh, sounds, sounds fine. Perfectly, perfectly fine, yeah. Um, yeah, we've 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 had we've had talks between ourselves of what we think mm. should be done. And it's things like making them two action points with a free, free dash, dash like, like all, all the other Eldar. The, yeah. Would help bring them down because generally they're move dashing anyway, but it would stop them move dashing claiming a point, move dashing mission action. Thing things like that that just give them such especially with fly, such a extended range on what they can do. They can cross the board in a turn. Um, no, yeah, it's like the problem is they 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 have a lot that needs addressing, and it's like I think you could dedicate an entire episode to talking how to change them. The funny thing is, so much pushback or on how just ban them. <laughs> just ban them. That's it. No, no, no. Uh, it's like uh, it was funny. Some Harlequin players got upset when I was like, "No, they're fine. Don't change anything. You're right. They're okay. They're completely balanced. Don't change them." What do you mean they're balanced? But uh, overall. I think it was a really good event. The the main drawback, as everyone said, was like really wish it was four rounds, or if yeah. it was, or, or it was like if it was like a two, yeah, rounds. or if it was like a two day event where you're playing like four and two or three and yeah, three. I think if you're well, the, the the first event we went to, there were like four, four games after lunch or something. It was it was what was it? Three it was games. game one, a lunch, and then lunch, three and games. three more yeah, rounds. Yeah, I think that was too much because playing three games of kill team back to back is a bit. A bit wild. Um, I think they could do, they could comfortably do like a three-three or a four-three if you ran it over a weekend. So like yeah. a four on a Saturday, um, three on the Sunday. I think three on the Sunday. What what we played, I think it was, 
actually all right because uh, uh, you only play two games after lunch. You kind of finish early enough uh, that you can kind of get in the car and go home. Um, but and you can kind of go a bit 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 later on the um, on the Saturday. Um, but yeah, I think I, I mean I think they should open at nine o'clock and start at nine instead of ten, and then you can do two games lunch and then two, and then we can all go home. <laughs> but that's, yeah, yeah. No, that, I would. Unfortunately, I would that's a the nine yeah, yeah, that's no, a that's limitation right. of right the building. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's also because generally everyone wants to start later for some reason, like no, just a well, general thing. Want to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think five games um, for that, for that amount of people that would have been cool. Um, at least four. So hopefully, Games Workshop does these kill team events on the Saturdays instead of the Sundays. Because uh, if they do them on the Saturdays and they've got the time, they can do they can do. The well, because it's clear it's very popular because every time they're doing a Sunday tournament, it's maxing out and selling out. Yes. Like, um, so and hopefully... It's only, it's only three games as well. It's, it's not exactly... It's not like a lot of games. But overall, stuff really cool. We got some free Warhammer Plus swag because mm. I'm a long-time subscriber for three days now. So I got uh, we got Psychic Awakening stuff. We also got all got... Uh, Two sets of kill team sleeves for tack ops, which is really yeah, cool. That was fun. Uh, I, I would like to thank all the people who came up uh, and said hello. It was really cool because uh, it was basically all they were like it was their first or second event, and they were saying like that I was actually the person who got them into kill team and playing tournaments. So that was really cool. So that was probably the best part of the event for me. So thank you so much. I'm glad you guys had a great time because like Warhammer World is really good. But yeah, it's like I'm not lying. I'm not just like soullessly shilling i do like like stuff otherwise i'd be like talking about warhammer Underworld. but uh, um i don't know i think and the other highlight was hanging out with you guys it's hilarious mm. like i was de- very depressed after round one and you guys were very supportive <laughs> yeah after we, we all maxed out our games and john's like oh i i took harlequins which is so broken and and he didn't i barely beat uh, compendium scions and they were like i won it feels so bad yeah i didn't yeah. win enough yeah, it's, like, it's, it's all over. I was like, you know what? I'm going to play Flesh and Blood. I could get like <laughs> half a million pounds or something. It's great. Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty much it. I don't think there was... I think we covered pretty much everything, unless there's <laughs> anything else you guys want to add. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, very quickly for me, like my perspective of playing it in the compendium format and then the very next game literally I play is in six months later format, whatever it is now. Um, I think it's a very, it feels like a very different game than it used to be. Uh, I almost yes. want to say it's a less balanced game than it used to be. No, no. Um, no, no. Well, I mean, you could <laughs> say whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, all those bespoke teams are a step above, and they do certain very, things that break exactly. the rules. That's my, 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 my biggest gripe with a couple of the teams at a compendium were that um, they break the core mechanics of the game. And like you can't G- just release a game. being unshootable. Yeah, exactly. You can't just release a game and then go, okay, yeah, sure, here are your rules. These guys break those rules. And it feels like a lot more stuff is breaking those rules. And I don't think it's, it's better for the game that they can break the rules. There are other mechanics and other ways that you can do things that won't break the rules of the game. So you don't need an entire kill team that flies if you want them to have an easier time moving over terrain, you just give them more movement. It, it, yeah. it, 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 it's easy. It, uh, but it, it's like, okay, well, no, everything has to be movement three circle. Well, no, it doesn't. All you can have one as like four circle, for example, and then they have an easier time Three-hands. getting over the terrain. Well, yeah. You know, it's, 
No, I get that. It's like uh, I I think the biggest flaw, one of the biggest flaws of the game is like they didn't do like all movement was like one uh like six black because then you could have had like five black death guard, five black necrons. Yes, exactly. Like, five exactly. Stuff. Yeah, like you you can't. They they have this amazing system where they break uh distances down into chunks and they don't use it and it's so frustrating <laughs> that they're not using it and i think that's what they need to do because then you can have slow kill teams you can have fast kill teams but then you don't have kill teams that are completely hobbled by just having to go over the smallest rock yeah <laughs> anyway I, I, that's, that's like, my thoughts for me i think the only problem with balance at the moment is the top four kill teams so like pathfinders vet guard novitiates and void dancer troop they yeah. They gatekeep a lot, so they compete well against each other, but gatekeep a lot of the meta. And the other problem was grenade spam. Like in all my games, everyone basically took as many crack grenades as they could, um, <laughs> because they they had to, right? Well, uh, and I think Charles you took crack, if... crack mission, uh, crack well, you, the, you and Alex. The reason I mean, being, you don't need to take crack grenades if you can actually shoot the thing you want to shoot at range. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Crack grenades are basically the counter to concealment. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, they're the counter to harlequins. They're also a counter to things like space marines. You have high arm save and a lot of wounds. Um, but that's what they're designed for. You have to get close. So if you don't kill that space marine, you're probably going to die, or harlequin, or whatever yeah. you throw at. But they at least allow you to attack that harlequin who's been hiding in that cover for three turns and he's waiting to jump you and you go well I'm getting to go first, run out throw a grenade. Mm-hmm. Well, so I don't think crack grenades are a problem, it's, it's the fact that they can be spammed like one is fine, I think two is okay, everyone taking three, well, but that's the, more of a general problem, problem with the well, game. The problem is like, generally in most people's equipment list it's like the, I could take some equipment that's useful, or I could take three crack grenades or two crack grenades mm-hmm. which are Always going to be useful. Yes, and you can put them um, on your worst guys. To make yeah, them you, can, you can put them on a basic guard. Like, well, for the guardsman, it's amazing because you go, "Oh, look, my basic trooper has now has a crack grenade. He can now kill a space marine, um, or he can blow up a harlequin." Where normally his last gun would probably bounce off or maybe do two damage. Yeah, and then you get um, your rero ones. But as I said, it's just another like balance is an entirely separate thing. But um, mm. uh, but it was like. It's interesting, like, maybe if we could have tracked what equipment people were taking, that would have been an interesting statistic, but there's no real way to do that. Um, Without asking every single player yeah. to fill in a little form of what they were taking, <laughs> yeah, it's it's impossible to actually track. Well, I mean, I know what but, my well, last no, game they took, and, like, my games, that's basically it. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think it was really nice they're starting to give out prizes. I know there's an organized play kit, so hopefully kill team will get that for bigger events like they used to do for warhammer underworlds where you get like prizes for top eight top four top 16 top 32 um yeah entrance prizes which we kind of got that was, was just really nice that i think that was the most surprising thing everyone went away with something and it's just think, even though it's just yeah. tack up sleeves there's still something you can't buy yeah so. But, um, until they, until GW produce them and sell them, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's pretty much it. I'd like to thank all of you guys for listening, as well as Charles, Alex, and Nighton for joining me. It's like, like it's just nice meeting up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shouts to Nighton. You can check him out on uh, Off Meta Musings. Off Meta Yeah, if you want to see my actual um, uh, event roundup, it, it, it's over on there. I wrote an article about it. It's been posted on facebook in john's discord all over the place so it, it's there 
got a really good Necron guide that you may want to read. Really good, yeah, it's like the, the only thing people come to my website to read is that Necron guide. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I also have a Discord and Patreon you can check out if you want to give me some more support. Discord's free, Patreon's obviously not. Um, but um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So until next time, keep rolling crits, even if you are being domino-fielded to death.